Welcome, everyone. It's your girl, Emma Lou, and I am here today with a special guest. It's not our usual bearded. Bearded's having life crises as we speak, so we have a fill-in this week. We've got Robin again. Hello. Robin, I hope you're ready to fill in whenever Beard has a life crisis, which I feel like is every week these days. Yeah, I feel like I, he is not the regular. I am the regular. I have been here more than him. My attendance is much better. This is true. Guys, this is not verified the podcast. Let's get into this week. Robin, how was your weekend this past weekend? Very boring compared to yours. Well, I mean, I, I, I had a very eventful weekend. I ended up going to Puerto Rico, which I cannot wait to dive into. I know you've gotten little bits and pieces. Um, but I'm really excited to dive into the details of that. But you seriously, you didn't do anything this weekend? No, I don't think so. Nothing memorable, at least. You didn't go anywhere? You just hung out? Like, I don't know. I, we worked Uber, eats, delivered some food to the university students, see, and that was about see, it. See, you didn't do completely nothing. You did something. Yeah, but it was the most boring weekend of my life because I'm used to talking to you all the time. <laughs> Well, I'm back. Don't worry. Don't worry. You have you have at least another month before I, I'm gone for another weekend. Ugh, the worst. I know. Well, this past weekend, we ended up going to San Juan, Puerto Rico. We were in close contact with our Airbnb host and was really going back and forth on whether or not we go or not. And a lot of people were trying to really talk us out of it based on what they were seeing on the news. But after having conversations with our Airbnb host, Yvette, Yvette was amazing. Shout out Yvette. She owns the Decanter Hotel in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Everyone, she is wonderful. If you do Airbnb and Yvette in San Juan, Puerto Rico is your host, five out of five stars. She was incredible. Best Airbnb host I've ever had to deal with. She was great at communicating with me everything from answering any concerns or questions I had, ensuring that we had electricity and water the entire time we were there. So she feel very, very comfortable to travel to San Juan. She reassured us that there was no wind damage, no property damage. The only issues they were dealing with was no electricity and no water. And then a few days before we left, the electricity came on and then the day we arrived, the water turned on. So we were very, we were, we were very excited to go unsure of what we were going to walk into, we get to our Airbnb, the original Airbnb, and there was no electricity because the electricity there was kind of in and out. It was unpredictable. So uh, I immediately contacted Yvette, which was very difficult for me to contact her because um, Puerto Rico does not believe in Verizon Wireless. They, <laughs> they are like a T-Mobile, AT&T island. If you have Verizon, you will have no service. You'll have zero service in Puerto Rico. <laughs> However, if you have another carrier, you will be just fine. No problem. Shelby, Shelby had the best service. Of his life. He had better service in Puerto Rico than he has in his own house. Wild. Yes, completely wild. So we got in contact with her finally, and she moved us into the hotel. She actually owns the Decanter Hotel in Old San Juan, and it worked out better. It was beautiful beautiful room with a little balcony that we could go out on right in the middle of san juan old san juan and we were able to walk around go to restaurants go shopping you would never know that this island was hit 
with a hurricane because it was, you know, the people were immediately back to work. They're immediately just going about their day trying to get their city moving again. Now, right. I'm, I'm not taking away from any sort of devastation from the southern part and the western part of the island because they did get hit harder than Old San Juan. But the people of Old San Juan were so encouraging of people to come and visit because that's how they're going to get themselves back on their feet. So we felt very safe. We had electricity the whole time. We had air conditioning. We had water. No issues with getting food. We maybe once in a while ran into a street light not being on or, a, you know, a traffic light not working properly. But for the most part, everyone was running per usual. So it was, it was a really, really, really positive experience for us when we first got there. Were there lots of other tourists there? There were actually. There, there were quite, there were quite a, a bit of people there. So that, that was nice that we weren't the only, we weren't the only Americans walking the island. Because <laughs> that would have been quite awkward. But everyone was very happy to see us and were very nice. And I just grew a larger respect for the people in Puerto Rico because of their positive attitude on everything. You know, they could sit there and complain about not having electricity because there were there were employees in San Juan who don't live right in San Juan. They live on the outside and that didn't have water, that didn't have electricity, but yet they still got up every single day and they went to work and they did what they had to do. They went about their day and just they had a smile on their face, no complaints, at least not from what I saw. Yeah. And it, it was just really nice to see that because I sure as hell would be complaining if I didn't have a shower or electricity. I would not be going to work. Same. I would not. I would be calling in. I'd be like, sorry can't do that but for the people in puerto rico some of them went months almost to a year without electricity or water after hurricane maria five years ago oh yeah isn't that bizarre to think about having no electricity or water for almost a year yeah no i couldn't do it hard no absolutely not so um that you know i really 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 love the people of puerto rico i loved puerto rico i can't wait to go back but I can't wait to tell you everything that happened on our trip. I don't even know where to begin. I guess we can go like a day-by-day -day sequence. So obviously day one, we traveled there. I met Shelby in New York City at JFK Airport, and we flew together. And he was actually on his best behavior. I was a little nervous traveling with Shelby. <laughs> because Shelby does not like heights. Now, for those who don't know who Shelby is, Shelby is my boyfriend. We've been dating now for about five months. And we were going to Puerto Rico to celebrate his birthday. Um, his birthday was on Friday, the 23rd. And Shelby does not like heights at all. So how he handles his stress is obviously like anyone else would with a little bit of um, alcohol involved. But the last time he did this, he got so sick on the plane. Like he was throwing <laughs> up on the plane. So I was nervous that this was going to happen again. It didn't, though. He was great. He was on his best behavior. That's good. He was very aware of, of everything that was going on. So that was great. And then so we got there, took us a moment to get the, the Uber because of service. And then we got to our Airbnb, obviously no electricity. So then we immediately went to the hotel. Then we went out into what they they have a section in old san juan where all their bars are uh they're, they're called it's called la factoria that's like the neighborhood so to speak la factoria is the neighborhood where they have all of their bars and nightlife and what have you in the restaurants very very cool old cobblestone roads very it's it's like a steep walk it's a hill to get up 
But when we got up there, it was great. We walk into this bar. It is the most obvious gay bar you've ever walked into. Rainbows everywhere, neon lights. It took Shelby 30 minutes to figure out we were in a gay bar. I have no idea how it took him that long with rainbows literally plastered all over the place. It was very, very apparent this was a gay bar. And it took him 30 minutes to figure out that we were sitting at a gay bar. Not that that bothers him. He's not homophobic whatsoever. He does not care. Yeah. But he chose the bar. He, he did. He chose the bar. <laughs> he chose the bar. And I was like, okay, yeah. You want to know why he chose the bar, though? Why? Two McUltras for $5. Cheap beer. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, you know, it was, it, was, it was a Thursday night, so it was kind of, it was quiet. Um, so we had a, we, you know, we sat down, we were hanging out, we were chit-chatting. <laughs> he leans over and he goes, did you know this was a gay bar? I said, yeah. He goes, I just realized this. This is like 30 minutes into the bar. <laughs> That he had just realized that we were in a gay bar, but it wasn't, it also, the crowd that was in there, it was not your obvious gay bar. You know what I mean? It wasn't like it was full of men all over each other, you know? Hey, I'm very straight and some of the best times of my life have been in a gay bar. Correct. I love a gay bar. Everyone is so friendly. Fun. It's fun. It's chill. The music is great. No complaints. I love a gay bar. It's Usually my my number one choice to go to. If someone says, do you want to go to this gay bar? I said, I'm there. Because Let's everyone <laughs> is so kind, so welcoming. You just have the best time. Nobody really cares. And as a woman going into a gay bar, you are less likely to be harassed. That's true. Or preyed on at a bar, at a gay bar. Whereas at a straight bar, we're always very alert of our surroundings. Mm -hmm. We're afraid of straight men. <laughs> <laughs> essentially we're, we're terrified of straight men when we go to regular bars but this I, I love a gay bar I will never turn down a gay bar so yeah so we went to we went to this bar and then trying to remember I think we explored a little bit more and then we decided to go back to the room we woke up the next day and we rode around the city on those bird scooters and we rode 50 miles on these scooters five zero Five zero. No chance. Okay. So we, well, you would never know that we were, because we were literally just all over this. We we're all over San Juan. Everywhere. And my thought was, oh, it would be so much cheaper to take the birds around the island. Joke's on me. Ubers there are like five bucks a ride. I kid you not. Now to ride a bird, it costs $1 plus it's 30 cents a minute that you use it. Okay, so overall, it is cheaper, especially if you're going a distance that is too long to walk, but you can't justify paying for an Uber. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. However, in San Juan, Uber was much cheaper, and we figured that out after riding on birds for 50 miles and $40 later. 50 miles. Isn't that ridiculous? It's crazy. We... Rode the birds all over the place, which was really fun. We ate at a great restaurant right on the ocean. And then we went snorkeling with turtles, which was so fun. I really enjoyed it until I don't know what point it was. It was maybe when I was willingly trying to dive. Like the, the instructor was teaching us how to dive with our, our snorkel gear on. And I don't know mm -hmm. if it's because I accidentally swallowed ocean water or maybe it was like an altitude whatever the pressure going under the water because you do feel a lot of pressure 
on your mm-hmm. ears, which I never felt before. Maybe because I was diving pretty deep. I don't know. Anyways, I started to feel nauseous. Oh, goodness. Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, I didn't throw up or anything, but I just, I didn't feel right. So I kind of chilled for the rest of the time and I was happy when it was over, but it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. I just, the end part was a little bit of a doozy, but Shelby was really cute. Shelby is not the strongest of swimmers because he just doesn't swim very often, but he did Mm -hmm. such a good job, such a good job. He, and he willingly dived down. Wow. I was I was so proud of him and he was so immersed in the experience. It was really fun for me to watch it through him. Yeah, absolutely. It was it was just I think I think out of the whole trip kind of seeing this through Shelby's eyes was the was the best part for me. And it just it, it like it made me emotional at times because I could see how much this meant to him and I felt so mm-hmm. special that I got to share this experience with him. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Nice little bonding moment. It was. However, I wanted to murder him day two. I remember I texted you. I texted we have come you. full circle. We have come full. Yes, we have come full circle. But let me, let me, <laughs> let me just, and Shelby knows this. I have disclosed this to him. Robin knows this very well about me. When I am about to get my period, I self-sabotage. Every time. Every time. Every month, I'm like, Shelby's going to break up with me, blah, blah, blah. Well, this time, I was like, I'm going to fucking kill him. Either I'm going to break up with him or he's going to break up with me. I don't know what's going to happen. Like, I just... (laughs) (laughs) I was so annoyed. And then I got my period at the end of the trip. I was like, oh, that was just my... That was just my late... My my lady bits talking. That was just my... My time of of the month, just just chit-chatting making me crazy so anyways but yes i was very annoyed at him i chewed him out on his own birthday but i think he realized that he was also kind of being unnecessarily extra extra and it was annoying the shit out of me so that was that and then we what did we do oh day two yes and so that night we went and explored uh another part of san juan it's called la placita and it's like another like it's another party place where they have all these bars and we went to dinner there it was a lot of fun i had smoked hookah for my first time i've never done that you've never smoked hookah Mm -mm. so we went to we went to this bar restaurant and i didn't realize that a lot of places in puerto rico you can get a hookah with your Mm -hmm. dinner so Shelby was like, do you want to do it? And I said, I've never done it, but sure. And so we did mint, which I really enjoyed. The, the two choices we had was mint or blueberry mint. And I was like, mm, no, we'll just, just go with mint. flavored tobacco, isn't it? Correct. Yes. And yeah. I just, because I don't typically dabble with tobacco, I didn't know if I would like it or not, but it was really enjoyable. I liked it. I thought it it went really well with our dinner too. So we smoked hookah and had dinner. And then we explored La Placita, which was fun. But then we got in our heads that we wanted to go get tattoos that night. So Shelby Googled a tattoo shop. And so we started walking. I don't know where we made a, a wrong turn, but we ended up in a very, very, very scary part. Of oh, gosh. We made a wrong turn 
And so we're walking down this alley, okay? This literally, it was like your stereotypical movie scene, okay? You have streetlights, you have people just like kind of like in small little crowds staring at you because you're a white person walking through the ghetto of Puerto Rico. Oh, goodness. And so I think they assumed that we wanted drugs. So six of them ran up to Shelby with a tackle, like a fishing tackle box full of drugs. Oh, my goodness. And basically was trying to sell us marijuana and cocaine. And, of course. Perfect. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. (laughs) So, of course, I was like, okay, maybe a little weed. Let's do this. Okay. So Shelby then gets, like, seven bags of weed in his hand. And he's like, no, 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 uno, uno, uno. We only need one. Mind you, it was the shittiest weed I think I've ever had. The worst. Probably scraped it off the floor. It was. No, I'm convinced somebody already smoked it and then dumped it in a bag and sold it to us. It was. It was the ashes. It was, char, it was char. It was terrible. But anyways, so we buy it. We keep walking. And Shelby is very intuitive. If people are following him, watching him. So he pulls out his phone to have the camera so he could see if people were following us. We had two people following us and immediately someone comes up to him and was like, no photos. You need to put that away. And Shelby was like, and Shelby was like, okay, no problem. And he leans over to me. He goes, whatever you do, keep running. (laughs) And I'm like, uh, mind you, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I I grew up in a hard life because I didn't. I grew up in a very safe household in a safe city. I never had to worry about people following me. So this was very new to be in a situation like this and a little alarming. But I also had uh, some booze in my system. So I was feeling I was feeling real confident. Okay. You understood your assignment. I understood the assignment. (laughs) So Shelby is literally he said he was yelling at me. I I didn't see it that way. I saw it as an emergency situation and that he was just talking firmly, giving me the directions that I needed to hear in that moment. And mm-hmm. we're walking up. The, well, first we make a right to see if we can lose the guys. We end up in a dead end, but somehow we lost them. And then we're walking up the hill and there's a car at the top with the headlights on us. And Shelby is like, Oh fuck. And I'm like, Jesus, this is, this is where it all is going to end right here. This and is it. This is it. And Shelby just tells me to run as fast as I can if anyone gets out of the car. Luckily, no one got out of the car. So we didn't have to worry about that. And Shelby could, like, calm down once we were far away from that section. So <laughs> after that, we immediately go back to the hotel room, go to bed, wake up the next day, and we decide to go shopping. We had a nice breakfast. And we did end up uh, getting tattoos. From the place where you tried to get to originally? No. because So I don't know where Shelby Googled or how it got us there. But the tattoo shop we ended up going to was nowhere near that neighborhood. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Did I tell you about the tattoos that Shelby got? Uh, Refresh my memory. So he was originally just going to get one tattoo. And he jokingly said that he was going to get an upside down pineapple. You know what that means, right? I do know what that means. And yes. I, well, for, for listeners who don't know what that means, that is the um, universal 
sign that you are a swinger if you have an upside down pineapple, whether it's you're walking around with it, you have it, you know, in your front yard, on your house, whatever. That is a symbol that you are a swinger. So stupid me goes, you won't get it. And then <laughs> Shelby gets an upside down pineapple tattooed on his arm. It's really tiny. But now I have to sit here and explain to everyone, whoever sees it, that we are not swingers. Let me clarify. We are not swingers. Yet. My, yet. Yet my boyfriend. <laughs> has... Yet. Period. <laughs> no, 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 no. There will never be a yet. Don't you say no. You don't know. There will, you might change your mind. There will never be a yet. However, my boyfriend does have a tattoo of an upside down pineapple because I told him, I basically bet him that he wouldn't get it. And then as he was very, I could see the commitment on his face. And I was like, no, 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 please don't get that. Like begging him not to. And I got mad at one point and he still, he still did it. Thankfully, it's small enough. He can get it covered up. But literally the entire time I'm thinking, you are a fucking idiot. I hope to God my parents never see it. You you can't tell me that that is the worst tattoo he could have got. No, he has far worse already on him. So I applaud your commitment, Shelby. I know you're listening. <laughs> I applaud. Eventually I, I got over it. And it does it does make for a good story. I do agree. We basically almost got kidnapped in Puerto Rico there for a hot minute. We got our tattoos. People are going to think we're swingers. Great time. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. But then, so basically the trip ended. We met some other Americans on the island who actually worked for the Coast Guard. And we had drinks with them rooftop. We had taken a ferry across the bay. It was like a shorter form of transportation to get to another part of Puerto Rico. I believe the name is Catado, Catado, I believe. But the ferry ride was only 50 cents. That's it? Yes. 50 cents to ride across the bay and then 50 cents back. And it's going every half an hour. Genius. Yes. So we were like, of course, we're going to take it. We're going to go across. We checked out the restaurants and we met these great Americans and we just, we had a fabulous time with them. We had a, we had a great, great time with them. And they came back with us to our hotel. We had dinner at our hotel best food I think I've ever had. It was a Puerto Rican restaurant with Mediterranean influence on it. And it was phenomenal. It was so, so good. So that was at the Decanter Hotel in San Juan. So if you're ever visiting, please, please, please go to the restaurant in their lobby area. It was chef's kiss. So good. Noted. Noted. And then next day we just walked around all over San Juan, and then we flew out, and then my flight got canceled, and I was stuck in D.C. overnight, which was a nightmare, <laughs> an absolute nightmare. But I got home yesterday morning pretty early, and I was so tired, which is why we're recording the podcast on a Tuesday. So, yeah, that was my entire weekend in Puerto Rico. Wow. Makes <laughs> my zone real dull. <laughs> it was fun, though. I can't wait to go back. Robin, I hope the next time that I go... You're coming with us. Uh, I am. I, well, I, I love vacationing with Shelby. Let me put that out there. However, I need a buffer because he likes to go, 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 go. And I, I need my like downtime. I'm like a toddler. I need a nap or I need like quiet time. 
but I also need a nap. Right. So we need to bring someone for Shelby. So we, need a fourth to Shelby. <laughs> we need to bring a fourth for Shelby. <laughs> so that way he can stay entertained while you and I take our nap. Yes. Or like he can go do his thing and we can go to the beach. Yes. That, I mean, I remember on day two, I'm literally like, oh, there's a beach there. We can go, we can go lay down. And he's like, no, I wanted to do this. And of course I had to oblige. It was his birthday. But it was bullshit because I wanted to lay on a beach and just be by the water. And he wanted to do excursions and stuff, which it all turned out beautiful. I'm not saying it didn't. And I'm sounding like a spoiled brat because I was in Puerto Rico. <laughs> but if you're like me and you're on a vacation, sometimes you just want to chill. Right? Because I have I'm kids. all about chill. Well, we have kids. And, and Shelby has a son, too. But... <sighs> I don't know. Maybe it's just a man-woman thing. Like, the men just constantly want to do stuff. And I, I'm like, I just want to lay by a beach with a cocktail and do yeah, nothing. I just want to vegetate and yes. not talk. <laughs> I want to be in a vegetative state. <laughs> Nobody talk to me. <laughs> just pretend I'm not even here right now. <laughs> I'm just, just going to blend in with the sand. and You can all ignore me. <laughs> <laughs> just, just dig a hole. Bury yourself in. I'll stick my arm up when I need a refill. That sounds like the most perfect vacation I've ever heard of. Robin, we have some fun topics we're going to talk about today. So we're going to talk about the whole Adam Levine debacle, the whole affair, everything that transpired with that. Because as I was heading out to Puerto Rico, that's when it all broke. And then over the weekend, shit just hit the fan. Yes, I saw it on TikTok. We're also going to talk about seasonal depression. We're entering into the time of seasonal depression. Guys, summer is officially over. It is now fall. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about TikTok hacks. Like, y'all, we all have seen that one video of a TikTok hack. We're going to talk about it. And then our last topic, which was so good last week, the drama between JFOY Official and Mike Ivey. They're two big TikTok creators who were once roommates and are no longer. And they aired out all their shit on live last week. And I was all about it. And somehow I got dragged into it. So we will be talking about that on this episode. So... Let's talk about this whole Adam Levine drama, the affair, the quote-unquote affair. Affairs. <laughs> Affairs. <laughs> so last week, news broke when quote-unquote side chick, what's her name, Sumner So or something, Sumner? Yeah, I don't know, something like that. Okay, question. What kind of name is Sumner? I'm not trying to, like, poke fun. But I just have never heard of Sumner before ever until this whole incident. Me either. Interesting name. I'm not hating it, but I'm not loving it either. Maybe it's because she's a side chick. Different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Sumner took to TikTok and started off the video by basically saying she was in conversation or in a quote-unquote relationship with a celebrity who was married to a Victoria's Secret model. 
Now, that is not very discreet whatsoever because everyone knows the only celebrity that's married to a Victoria's Secret model is Adam fucking Levine because that was the first name that came to my mind when I was watching this video. So she basically goes into this video talking about how she had no idea that he was married, which don't fucking believe, but we're going to keep going. She didn't know he was married and then she found out she was and she ended things. But then later on, he reached out to her basically asking if he if he has a boy with Bahiti. That's oh no, is that his wife's name? Bahiti? Bahit? Bahiti? Bahati? Bahati? Bahodi? Don't quote me, that could be wrong. <laughs> this is us not knowing her fucking name, but I think it's Bahiti. Bahiti. She's beautiful. She's gorgeous. I like see her face, but I can't say her name. Anywho, they're pregnant again. And he said, if I have a boy, would it be okay if I named him Sumner? How fucking weird is that? That is weird. That is so fucking weird. Could you imagine? Okay. I like have, to, I, I already have to make a comment about this, even though we haven't even gone through the whole story of the fucking Adam Levine shit. Could you imagine being the woman? You have a baby boy. You name him Sumner. And then you find out after the fact that your son is named after your husband's fucking side chick. Absolutely not. Let Absolutely that sink not. in. I would chop his dick off on sight. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what possesses you to name your child after your side piece? Yeah, that is so inappropriate. Inappropriate is not even the correct terminology i feel like for this like there's disrespectful. no disrespectful i don't think there's a word to describe how fucked up that is disgusting okay but at least he asked permission <laughs> <laughs> that is ridiculous oh my god all about consent we're all about consent here okay so we're watching this whole thing and i think that is fucking hysterical and disgusting. But did we really think it was going to end there? Of course not. No. Several other women, including his yoga instructor, came forward saying that Adam Levine reached out and sent flirty messages. Now, everyone's kind of waiting to hear a response from Adam Levine's wife. Instead, we hear a response from Adam Levine being like, you know, yes, I sent these messages. It was inappropriate, but nothing physical happened. I'm more focused on keeping this private and you know, focusing on my family, repairing the damage that's been done, et cetera, et cetera. But basically indicating that the marriage was going to be fine. But no one had heard from his wife until a few days ago where it was a source reporting, basically commenting for her saying that she believes nothing physical actually happened. Mm -hmm. However, acknowledges how inappropriate the messages were and that they were going to work on their marriage. Well, it's um, speculated that she's going to do something similar to what Jessica Biel did when Justin Timberlake was caught being unfaithful with an infidelity clause in their marriage. So Ooh. if he cheats again, everything is hers. Love that. Love it's speculated. that. It's not for sure, but that's absolutely what I would do. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll give you a second chance, but... But hold on. Let's just take a step back. Look at the situation as a whole. This is a Victoria's Secret model who is like off the Richter scale, gorgeous. Body mm -hmm. is perfect. Face is perfect. Goes to show that even the most beautiful women in the world get cheated on by men. Yeah. 
My point being, it doesn't matter how much effort you put into your look, what you do for your man, how loyal you are, how much you love and support and give him everything that he needs, they will still cheat. Now, women will do the same thing. I will speak for myself. I have cheated before. Was not the reason why my marriage ended. However, I acknowledge that I cheated because I had issues that I had not dealt with. Unfortunately, it came out in a negative way. My traumas caused me to seek attention mm -hmm. from others. And I feel like it's a similar situation for Adam Levine. I mean, he's a good-looking, famous rock star who ha women are throwing themselves at him all the time. Yeah. However, folks with a healthy mindset and, a and good mental health don't just cheat to cheat. Yeah, it's not just a hobby. It's not a hobby. It's not something that you just like, okay, I'm going to cheat today. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. are really mentally fucked up if you are deciding to step out on your marriage. I can say that because I was mentally fucked up when I stepped out in my marriage. For me, I knew, I know this now from because I obviously, I've been doing therapy for almost two years now and have really invested in myself to ensure that I never do it again and understand why it is that I cheated. And from what I have learned is my life, I made choices for others and not for myself. And that included the man that I decided to marry. He's a great man. Great, great man. Great father. He is everything that a woman could ever ask for. However, he was not my person. And when I was getting attention from men that knew me for me, that liked me for me, I was very drawn to them. And I, you know, it's just one of those things that I, I wasn't really attracted to the person that I was with, essentially. Yeah. Did I love him? Of course. I loved him very much. It just wasn't what, it wasn't enough if that makes sense. All the boxes weren't checked. Well, the boxes were checked for everyone else. They just weren't checked Yours for- Yours weren't. Mine weren't. He offered me security. He offered me safety. I mean, I met my ex-husband right after I had left a very toxic relationship where I was cheated on. And you would think I had been cheated on. I felt that devastation that I would not do what was done to me Boy, was I so wrong. I chose that man because I knew he would never cheat on me. He would never lie to me. I trust him entirely. I was safe with him. However, love, unfortunately, is not safe. Love comes with risks. You have to take a risk with someone. You have to learn to trust them and, and kind of let down your walls to really achieve that love that you're searching for, right? With my ex-husband, I knew that I was safe no matter what. So he saw parts of me, but he didn't get all of me, so to speak. Does that make sense? There were parts yep. of me that I was very ashamed of him knowing and thought if he knew that about me, that he would not be with me. And I would lose all that security. I would lose the stability. I would lose a future. And it feels very fucked up to say now, but that was the reality of things. That's what I was looking for at that point. And I honestly just thought... This is as good as it's going to get for me. So I need to learn to love this man because I don't think I can find any better. Now, fast forward. I know now that was a terrible mistake. I did get three beautiful children out of it. My ex-husband and I are friends. You know, we have gone through terrible times together to get to the point <laughs> where we are. However, I have such a huge respect for him. 
We have a great friendship. Um, I've apologized, and I probably still will continue to apologize for the rest of my life for, I, you know, I, I, it's hard to say, like, for wasting his time, right? Because in a way, I did waste his time because he was, he was investing himself into me. Yeah. He was taking that time and building a life with me, thinking that I was his forever when the feelings weren't mutual. So I wasted his time. But at the same time, I hate to say that it's wasted time because I learned so much from that relationship. I grew so much in that relationship. It served its purpose. Not every relationship is meant to last forever. Correct. So now, you know, obviously I'm in another relationship. And, you know, like anything else, I can understand anyone's concern dating me because I'm very open and honest about my past. However, I know we have talked about this privately and I don't mind sharing it. I can never imagine causing the pain that I've already caused onto someone else, especially onto Shelby. And there's no one in this world who I could imagine is worth losing Shelby over. So I just would never cross that line. Yeah. Does that make sense? The makes Yeah, I think so. Shelby, you're able to be you when you're with Shelby. It's not Correct. a filtered version of you. It's not a filtered version of me. It's not, I can, I can be unapologetically myself and he loves and adores me for exactly who I am. Well, and yeah, and you're not missing that component of the relationship. So there's no reason to even wander outside. Correct. The boxes are checked. It's all there. The boxes are checked. Absolutely. Now, you're going to see beautiful people every single day, naturally. However, every time I see someone, I just like, I look at them. Yes, they're an attractive person. However, they're not Shelby. They're not who I'm with. And I, and I don't think there will ever be someone like that. The plan, I mean, I don't plan on going anywhere unless, you know, my period's coming and I want to fucking <laughs> sabotage that shit real quick. So check in next month. Hopefully I don't throw things out the window. We'll keep you in line. Don't worry. <laughs> God, I don't We know. like Shelby. We got to keep him around. I know. I love Shelby with all my heart. I, I really can't. I can't. I don't know why I do this. So rewinding back to Adam Levine, I feel like he has a lot of things that he needs to address within himself as to why he feels the need to step out of the marriage. Only because that is definitely someone who cheats it's has to do with them it ha doesn't have to do with their partner mm -hmm. it has it has everything to do with what's going on within them but then people could also argue that humans are not meant to be monogamous you've heard that argument before haven't you no i mean these are people who are probably in polyamorous relationships or what have you but there are people who will argue that because we are mammals mammals aren't meant to be with the same partner. Me personally, I, I've gotten to a point in my life, like if I, if I wanted to be with multiple people, I would be with multiple people. You know what I mean? But yeah, I, I'm too territorial. <laughs> I do not have the patience for any more than one relationship. I barely have patience for the one man that I have. Thank you. How do you expect me to tend to the needs of others? I don't want to clean up after any more men. <laughs> I'm done. We're done. We are done. <laughs> That's it. One's great. 
we're we're happy with that. So it'll be interesting to see how this transpires as the weeks play out. Some people are saying that that saying that Summer or Sumner, some how do you say her name? Sumner? Sumner Soul. No idea. Whatever. Anyways, she put this outfit there for clout. And I could see that. I just, I don't understand why this is coming out now. She stated that she had told friends and friends were going to leak it. So she wanted to get her story out there. But I don't know. It's so hard to believe any of this shit. Yeah, the whole thing's just shitty in general. I feel, I feel really bad for his wife and his children. Uh, Yeah. Well, like these things are hard to deal with in a relationship on its own and now you have all of these other opinions being thrown into it and your name all over the tabloids and you just can't figure it out between the two of you with everybody else's hands in the pot so they say you can't handle it privately like you like you would like to yes exactly however the memes have you seen the memes and the videos people have created no oh it is so funny if you go on TikTok, you will easily find people making spoofs or the memes related to Adam Levine sl- sliding into their DMs. It's hysterical. I think my favorite one was was Spencer Pratt. <laughs> he posted a video. It was hysterical. So check it out. And I think we'll move on to the next topic. We've exhausted this one. So let's talk about seasonal depression. It's our favorite time of year, guys. It's it's officially fall. And if you are like us and live in cold weather that is approaching, we deal with seasonal depression. So what did we both do? We both colored our hair. <laughs> Let's dye our hair. It fixes all my problems. Dyeing our hair definitely fixes all of our problems. But I love fall. I hate winter. It's dark, it's cold, it's slushy, it's ugh. I like it up until Christmas, and then after that, I'm over it. It can snow one day of the year, Christmas Day. That's it. I don't even need it to snow on Christmas. I like a little bit, a little dusting. I guess so. I mean, the last couple of years, I've, I've spent Christmas in Florida, which was really nice. This year, I will be in upstate New York. So I wouldn't mind a little snow. However, I just, I don't like snow. I live in the wrong place and I will be here for the next decade (laughs) and a half. (laughs) But you can run away to Texas to get a little break. That's true. I can, I can run away to Texas to get a break from the snow, which is nice. So thanks Shelby for that. But (laughs) yeah, I, I just don't like snow and upstate New York is very 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 dark and cloudy it's the second cloudiest are you fucking kidding me that was the damn cat come (laughs) come get your cat hi willie upstate well yes upstate new york is the second cloudiest part of the country first being seattle perfect (laughs) perfect so so you know we be taking our vitamin d Cause we be deficient AF. I'm gonna have to buy us both one of those solar lights that like give you the UV, whatever they're called. Do you know what I'm talking about? The UV rays, yes. 
Yeah, you're going to have to buy one of those. I looked into that during the pandemic because I, I, I have a vitamin D deficiency. I discovered it when I was pregnant with Reagan. And then when I was pregnant with, uh, with Wes, and then finally I just started taking vitamin D all the time because most people who live in this area are vitamin D deficient because we just don't get the sun very often. And that's probably why a lot of people are always tired because they are not getting enough vitamin D. Interesting. Yes. You should be getting lots since you still don't have curtains on those windows. <laughs> <laughs> don't fucking come for me, okay? I have to be like a percent like bearded. He would be proud of that. <laughs> a bitch is broke. I <laughs> I don't even have blinds on my bathroom window. My poor what neighbors. What is a blind company? Can you sponsor us, please? Yeah. Let's get Emma some blinds. Let's get some blinds so I can stop mooning my neighbors every time I need to go to the bathroom. Yes. <laughs> I, at night, I turn off the light in my bathroom so I can use it because I'm just so scared my neighbors are going to see me. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one of these days I I see at Lowe's though, you can get like a temporary blind for like 12 bucks. And they actually are pretty decent. I don't know why I haven't already gone and done that, but I will someday. So moving on to TikTok hacks. So I wanted to make this a topic. Are you this fucking cat, I swear to God. <laughs> Willie, I am going to donate you. I'm going to throw you outside. Do you want him? I do. I'll give him to you for free. Can so, I get that in writing? No. Hmm. So anyways, back to TikTok hacks. So I was scrolling through my FYP per usual. And a girl came on my screen and she had a bottle of vodka and a Brita water container. Okay. And she wanted to see if pouring vodka in her Brita water would make the vodka not taste like vodka. And apparently it worked. Like there were several people that said this worked. Go the fuck away! Oh my God. <laughs> this entire podcast. It's me yelling at the fucking cat. At least you have it all recorded now, so you can make like a, a, um, a blooper reel. Oh my god, he won't leave me alone. He keeps like scratching on me and clawing me. Attention! God, I give him enough attention. Yeeting him across the room does not count. <laughs> yeah, because he doesn't leave me alone. I need my space. I don't know who's needier, Willie or Shelby. <laughs> it must be a ginger thing. I think it is a ginger thing because, God, between the two of them, I'm like, God. And Sophia and Cheeto are both very needy. Sophia is Robin's daughter, FYI, and Cheeto is her cat. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Willie is my cat, by the way. Not my cat. <laughs> yeah. So... Anyways, we were watching, I was watching that hack and I don't have a Brita, but I kind of want to buy one just to see if this works. I have one. Can we do this the next time I visit? Yeah. Oh, I love this. I love this. But anyways, I got scrolling through more TikTok hacks and I learned a couple things. 
Did you know the little slit at the top of your popcorn is meant so when you turn it, you don't open it all the way, you shake it and all the kernels come out. So then it's just popcorn in the bag. Um, it's meant to release the steam. Okay, but anyways. <laughs> but it works to get rid of the kernels. Chris does it all the time. Does he really? I See, I made popcorn for the kids tonight and I opened it and I go, damn, I didn't even get to try that. Aww. I know. So that, that was a fun one. That was a fun one. I'm trying to think what else. What other TikTok oh, hacks? I have a useful one. Oh, tell me, tell I me. Saw it yesterday when I was doing my homework. So, you know, when you take a screenshot and then you draw on it and you circle something to be like this, like uh, when we're sharing screenshots of text messages and you circle the comment you want them to read. Mm -hmm. If you, when you circle it, before you lift your finger off at the end, if you press and hold, it will make it a perfect circle or oval. It like straightens your lines. What? Same way you can draw an arrow and press and hold it and it will make it straight lines. So it's not that like chicken scratch grade three hold on writing. Hold Try on. it right now on your I'm phone. Trying I'm trying it. I am trying it right now. So I'm gonna do a random screenshot and I'm gonna does it matter which draw. one I use? Just draw a circle and like press and hold. Don't let go. Oh, I like, let I let when, go. Whoops. When you finish the circle, don't let go. Just hold the screen. what yes and you can do it with like if you draw an a arrow you can do it hon the arrow did not work mine did no the arrow is not working for me and maybe i'm not doing it right but let me do a box hold on <gasps> robin this changes everything i know that's incredible that's my only hack I have learned on TikTok that was like super useful and made me very happy. Wait, I did learn something else on TikTok. You know how sometimes when people will post things, I do this all the time, where the text gets hidden behind whether it's the the likes or the buttons on the side yes. or it's hidden yes. by the comment on the bottom. Did you know that if you press and hold the screen, it'll disappear no yeah hold on i'm gonna pull up tiktok and go to it's i i do it to more of my videos and i can count look so there's a video if you hold it oh no it's when oh no you have to let me correct myself you don't hold you spread your fingers kind of like you're zooming in and all mm -hmm. the buttons will disappear Stop this. I kid you not. So look. I'm going to look right now. So there's this. If you go to spread, it disappears. So you can see all the comments, everything. You can see all the text. You don't see any of the action buttons. That is mind-boggling. Isn't that crazy? So how many times have I you watched a video that. and you've been so frustrated because you can't read because the text is behind the action buttons? Yeah. So all you have all to do time. is pretend like you're zooming in and the action buttons will disappear. Thank you, TikTok, for resolving that Thank for you, us. Emma. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yes. Helping each other. That's what we're here for.
That's what we're here for. So guys, if you have any more fantastic TikTok hacks that you would like to share with us, don't forget we have our email, notverifiedpodcast at gmail.com. Please send it in to us. We do check those, those emails. And on to our last topic, the drama on TikTok. Now, if you don't know these two creators, you definitely will know who these creators are by the end of this podcast. Big drama popped off between Jay Foy Official and Mike Ivey. Now, both are pretty popular content creators, mostly known for battling on TikTok. Um, for those who don't know who Mike Ivey is, he has his Beaver Nation uh, that he is so well known for. He is very outspoken, very Republican, very big Trump supporter. I joke with him all the time about it. And he's just a very outspoken individual. And then Jay Foy, I don't know Jay Foy as well. I met him more recently, but very nice guy. Um, he is a veteran, a, a disabled veteran, a, a former police officer, and is now a content creator. So Jay Foy and Mike Ivey were roommates. And that's how I actually met Jay Foy. When I was in Austin with Shelby, we met up with Mike Ivey and Jay Foy was with Mike. And that was the first time I had met him. Super, super, super nice guy. So last week, Jay Foy posted a video that was very cryptic. Didn't come out and it explicitly say Mike Ivey's name, but everyone knows it was about Mike <laughs> Ivey because they were roommates. So let me go ahead and play that video for you all so you can hear it. Let's talk hypotheticals. So you decide to move in with someone you never met. You move 27 hours away from home. Um, you pay for your, your move there. And then you got a brand new house and you and your new roommate split the cost of all the furniture, washer and dryer, a kitchen set, four chairs, a kitchen table, a beautiful living room set, couches, you name it. You spent about 2,100 bucks total on your half of the furniture. So you find out your roommate isn't who you thought he was and you let him know you're gonna move out or her. Roommate doesn't like it because he or she cannot afford to pay all the bills by themselves. Um, so they start a confrontation and even call the cops to your house and say you're refusing to leave. Out of the kindness of your heart, you still give the roommate a full month's worth of rent, 1600 bucks, even though you moved out halfway through that month. Then when you approach the roommate, you ask him about the half of the furniture, washer and dryer, you name it, uh, that you paid for. And they tell you to take them to court if you want the money. And you have PayPal receipts of the transactions for that furniture. So not only did you pay a full month's worth of rent, you're not getting the money you paid for half the furniture or at least getting half the furniture physically. Now they're asking you for water and electricity for the month even though you don't live there anymore, even though you paid them half the rent for half of a month, you paid a full month's worth of rent. Your name isn't on any or the, the water or the electricity, but they're hounding you about it, but refusing to pay you for half of the furniture you paid for nine months ago. What would you do? It's not worth a court case. It's not, right? So even though you paid them the $1,600 for only 14 days of living there in the month you moved out, 
do you pay them again an additional percentage of a water and electricity bill even though they're refusing to pay you for furniture that you paid for? There's way more to the story, but let's just talk hypothetically. Um, I need some responses. What would you do? <laughs> oh my God. Just watching that again makes me laugh. I love drama sometimes. I don't like it when it's involving me and somehow I got brought into this shit. So we're going to talk about that in a second. But of course, this video gets posted and then Mike Ivy hops on live. And this is what <laughs> this is what he had to say. I'm not going to I'm not going to play the whole thing because like it, I'm telling you, I have hours of footage, hours of footage. And Mike Ivy's pretty mad. So we'll listen to this for all you people that support Jay Foy, Jay Foy. And he kept lagging. Oh, it made me so mad. He kept lagging. The lag was the worst. Oh, it was terrible. It was like, just give me the tea. I know. Okay. So I was, I was in Mike's live basically saying we are not Mick loving this Wi-Fi because I don't know where he was. He clearly was not home. He was at someone else's place, but their Wi-Fi was trash because it kept lagging. But let's see if this works here. I should, I have green. My shit looks green. It's, it should be freezing. <laughs> no, see, it wasn't great. But anyways, so he was, he was on his main bashing Jay Foy and saying some really uh, terrible homophobic slur, slurs towards him, which obviously got him bananaed. I don't know if he remembers that correctly. I will vouch that I heard it, therefore I am reporting it, that he was saying some pretty horrific homophobic things that I do not stand by, um, which, is, heard it too. which is why he got his profile bananaed or banned. And then he went on to co-host with, with um, her name is Hollywood. I don't know. I've never seen her before, but basically they co-hosted and he sat there basically saying that he, in fact, financed a lot of things for Jay Foy, saying that Foy was making up everything. Well, then Foy gets on live and it gets real juicy from here. That was his, his friend's debit card that was accidentally left there. Bullshit. Bullshit, bro. I got receipts for all this shit. So let Mike Ivy talk his shit. Let Mike Ivy talk his shit about cocaine this, cocaine that. Motherfucker, I owned a house at age 19. I was married for 12 years. I take care of my child, bro. I owned a business for over two years. What the fuck have you done with your life at 38 years old, my boy? Nothing besides manipulate people and use people, bro. I don't got to prove that to you. So anyways, these guys are just throwing daggers at each other, um, making some pretty horrific accusations. And I'm going to say accusations because there is nothing that we know is in fact true with anything that either one is throwing at each other. It, it was, it was, it got really, 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 really ugly. Um, so the question is, how did I get dragged into this? Well, I got dragged into this because back in April, Mike Ivey asked, 
for money from me because at that time he he had told me that he needed it for bills that he was having issues with his bank and that he would pay me back said no problem lent him the money he said i can either pay you back or i can throw on you in some battles i said that's cool either way like he he would throw me like four hundred dollars worth of stuff so that's cool either way just do not throw on me during this charity battle that i had coming up which was the battle that unique sneak stole the money from so he said okay no problem but he still comes into the charity battle and he throws big and then tries to tell me that he already paid me back and i said no we already talked about this so for months and robin you know this because i told you this privately for months i kept quiet and would send requests to mike ivy to pay me back and there was always an excuse as to why he couldn't pay me back i did not say something publicly until i was in foy's live and i see all these women commenting saying mike ivy took money from me i lent him this amount of money blah 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 i got pissed and i told foy at first i told him privately i said mike ivy owes me money he owes me 400 dollars. i have all the receipts i have all the requests for him to pay me back I still have not seen that money five months later, even after I called him out on Foy's Live. And he heard about it because he messaged me and said, oh, you're bashing me in Foy's Live? I said, no, I wasn't bashing you because I made comments in there about his height because Mike is short as shit. But it's no different than anything that I would say to his face. That is one thing I can always say about myself is anything that I would say behind closed doors, I have no problem saying to your face either. Yeah. Because people talk naturally. There's very few, there's very few people in this world that I trust. So I'm very conscious of what I say because in the event that it comes to light, I want to be okay with backing up what I'm saying. So the things that I said in Foy's Live is no different than I've said to him when I've talked to him over TikTok as we're Mm co-hosting. But I was very honest with him that I was, that I had divulged that he owed me $400 and he got mad. Why are you bringing my business out there? I said, well, because there are other women who are saying that you owe money too. I've, and I've been in the situation before where my money's been taken and I've been made to, you know, act a fool. I've, I've given you multiple opportunities and I've been very patient with you, Mike Ivy, to pay me back. And you know what? I asked Foy permission to, sh- to talk about this story. He gave me permission. Did I ask Mike Ivy? No, because he hasn't paid me $400 yet. I don't, I don't have respect anymore because I can't help but believe that he has taken advantage of these women because of my own experience. I'm sorry, you can't be having bank issues for five fucking months and then I see a TikTok of you holding stacks of of money at the strip club and and broadcasting that your bills are paid. No, they ain't. You owe me money. They are not paid. And even after that whole conversation, he still has not paid me back. I have no issues whatsoever with Mike Ivey. I have no issues with Foy. Their drama is their drama. The only problem that I have is that when you owe me money, I'm going to talk about it. Sorry. I try to be respectful and I try and be discreet, especially when it comes to finances. I understand 
the sensitivity behind the subject because people do get people do fall short people do fall behind they need help i have no problem being that friend and at that time i could afford it but there were times that i needed that 400 dollars, and i reached out to him and he snubbed me yeah they usually do when they owe money as far as i know the drama has died down mike ivy has not been on live i'm actually shocked that he is still my friend on tiktok i checked <laughs> <laughs> But at the same time, I'm sure he has bigger issues to be dealing with. And I would be shocked after this podcast dropped if he's still my friend. But at the same time, bro, you owe me money. Point blank. Just pay me back. Let it be done with. Move on. Like, people make mistakes all the time. We dig ourselves in holes for whatever reason because it feels like the best solution in that moment. But it's never too late to make your wrongs right. Just take accountability for your fucking actions. Make your wrongs right. Move forward. Yep, absolutely. The truth always comes out. The truth will always come out. So don't think for a second that you can fool anyone, especially if you are on TikTok and you're putting your life out there. You are opening yourself up for anything. Any of your bullshit, you're opening yourself up. So before we wrap up, I just want to remind everyone, you can email your dumpster fire stories to us at notverifiedpodcast at gmail.com. We love dumpster fire stories. So please share them. The, the grosser, the dirtier, the better. Give us the juicy stuff and we'll share it on here. Just make sure you let us know if you want it anonymous or not so we can um, protect your identity in that process. So please, please, please share your dumpster fire stories. And we're going to wrap this up. Robin, thanks for filling in for Bearded today. No problem. <laughs> I think he's filling in for me then. I think, I think so too. I think so too. I, I can't wait to hear Bearded's <laughs> remarks to that after he hears this. Episode 3B next week. <laughs> wait, this is episode 3. You mean episode 4. No, remember when last week you said it's episode two and he said it's episode 1A. <laughs> oh, God. He can fuck all the way off with that one. All I, right, guys. You guys, we love you. We'll see you next week.